Have you ever returned from an education conference with an absolute treasure trove of insights and inspiration, but were just unsure on how to share this wealth with your school? Today, we're going to tackle the art of converting conference learning into actionable strategies that will make an impact across your school community every time. Hey everyone, I'm Shane Leaning and welcome back to Global Ed Leaders, a podcast about education across countries and cultures. I'm an organisational coach and in this show I learn with the teachers, leaders and innovators making a difference across the world. And every other week I share bite-sized strategies to inspire your leadership and that's what today's episode is about. So I've actually got a couple of conferences coming up, which is what inspired me to make this particular episode. I'm lucky enough to be going to Vietnam this week, and I'm going to a few other conferences over the next few months. And it got me reflecting, with all of these conferences coming up, do we actually make the most of the learning that comes from those conferences? Now, the reason I say this is actually in the past, I think I would have put myself as a little bit of a skeptic of conferences. I've always seen inherent value in them for the individual in terms of motivation, in terms of inspiration. In fact, some of my best moments of reflection and inspiration have come from conferences. But where I've been skeptical is always, do they have enough impact on the school that sent the staff to them? The reason I say this is because they're often expensive. You know, for international schools, we might send to international conference. That might involve sending staff to another country, paying for flights, paying for hotels, in addition to the ticket price and expenses. It can be an expensive investment for professional development. And rightly so, you're wanting to ensure as a leader that the staff that attend these style conferences are coming back and bringing value to the educational offer at your school. The reason I've been a bit sceptical is because often what can happen is staff will go, have a great time, learn some stuff, come back, and then that learning is not utilized. Either they maybe bring one technique into their classroom and not share it with anyone else, or there is some kind of sharing activity that happens in the school. But after that sharing, I'm not confident all the time that that sharing actually has any impact or that people do anything from that sharing. So often all of this great knowledge or this great learning has been missed as an opportunity for the school to go forward. Now, what I'm not saying is conferences you shouldn't go to. In fact, I'm saying the opposite. I think when harnessed correctly, conferences can become real catalysts for transformative change in our educational practices and our school cultures. So in this short episode, I'm going to give you five things I think you can do to make sure you turn the passive conference attendance into active school-wide learning experiences every time. So let's jump straight in to the first strategy, which is actually happening before you even go to the conference, before you've even got it. And that's all about pre-conference alignment. Do you have a process with your school where when attendees are going to a conference, they're going to align with the school on the objectives and expectations? This will look different for different people, different conferences. But essentially what you need to be doing is having a conversation with that attendee after you've decided to go and go, okay, firstly, what are your current challenges 
and your areas for development. And is there anything coming up from this conference that's going to support you in that? Are there any particular themes in the schedule that are going to offer more value to you or more value to the school? I think while it's important that the attendee chooses the sessions that they'll attend from a conference, it's also vital that a school leader, a mentor, a coach is involved in that discussion so that they can tease out together what's going to be best for the individual and what's going to be best for the school. And also so that the attendance of the conference is purpose-driven. The attendee knows why they're attending. They know what they're trying to get out of it. And it's aligned with the school's broader goals. It's funny, I think actually this one point about pre-conference alignment can unlock a lot of the challenges that come later. Because after you've agreed and aligned on goals for the conference, what's the purpose? It's much more likely that the attendee is going to go there be listening actively for things that are going to enhance the school. And when they come back, having known what their goal was, they're going to be more inclined to share in a productive way with the school to make it work with those objectives you've agreed. So my second piece of advice is actually about after the conference, engaging with any inspiring speakers that the attendee came across. Often we can leave the conference and that means leaving those people and it can be down to the attendee to share all that knowledge. Now, while that can be a good method, we can't also pretend that the person who's attended a two-day, one-day, three-day conference comes back as expert as the person who was speaking at the conference. That's not realistic. So sometimes, if there was a particularly inspiring session, inspiring person leading, you can actually use your staff attending as a bit of a litmus test to identify who you want to bring into your school. So Afterwards, someone comes back from your conference and says, hey, this speaker was awesome. I felt amazing. I felt motivated. I got such a list of practical strategies. Now, I feel I could deliver this to staff, and that's one option. But maybe a more powerful option is to draw on the energy that I took from the conference by bringing that speaker into our school. And often that doesn't mean the keynote speaker who might be very expensive. Sometimes that can be a workshop leader who is particularly good. And then you can reach out to them and say, can you give us a more personalized engagement? It might not even be in person. It might be online, but you can leverage that expertise and you can leverage their perspectives for further inspiration and insights for your particular school. So that's about coming back from the conference and going, hey, how can I use this as a litmus test to who we might invite in to our school in the future? Thirdly, this is one actually that's quite common in schools, but I think can be modified to be made better. You might already resonate with this. And that's to run structured sharing sessions within your school. So that's the idea that the staff who went to the conference would then present to your staff the key learnings from the conference. But Here's what I don't suggest you do. And this might be a little bit controversial because I think most schools actually do this. I don't suggest when you get people back from conference that they are automatically assigned to run a workshop or to run a part of a workshop with all staff. Sometimes I've seen this where maybe we've got five people who've been to different conferences. And so we have a session where each of them has 10 minutes, 15 minutes to deliver what they learned from the workshops. Now, while this has benefits like being affirming for the staff who's gone 
maybe it's good for them to practice their presentation skills. It is not personalized for the audience. It is highly unlikely that all of your staff are going to get benefit from that particular presentation. And what you can't also pretend is that the workshop that they're going to lead in your school is going to be anywhere near the same quality as the workshop by the expert presented at the conference. These two things make it very difficult to get any impact of these. And often what you find is staff being supportive of each other, you know, nodding along politely, but then leaving their workshop from their colleagues and not really implementing any practice. What I recommend instead of using this whole time for this standardized approach is to record video reflections. So get each member of staff to record a video reflection. You can maybe give them a structure to follow, but a video reflection of their key learning and maybe with a few practical strategies that they can share in the video. And then what you would do is you would collate this and send it out via email or put it on a document. You could even, if you've got, um, a particularly well tech enabled school, do it online in some way. In fact, you can do it on a Facebook group, a private Facebook group in your school or a private LinkedIn group can work really well to share videos because once you've shared that video, you can engage a specific community around discussion. So for example, if you shared it online on a LinkedIn group, for example, you could ask teachers to comment if they've got a particular interest they're likely to have a decent discussion there. You can also then use that workshop session that you were going to use for drop-in. So to say, after you've watched these videos, there's going to be a drop-in with the people who went to the conferences where they can talk, have discussions with you about what's learned. And that way, you're only going to get people turn up who are genuinely interested in that strategy, having had a teaser on the video, and you're much more likely to get richer discussions that have a bigger impact overall. It's all about ensuring that the key messages reach the most engaged and the most relevant audience. And whole school workshops rarely do that. And that actually leads pretty well onto my fourth strategy, which is the most personalized of all. And that's about post-conference coaching. So maybe you have coaches, instructional coaches in your school. But even if you don't, you can use a coaching methodology to really delve into the learning from the conference. So I think it can be really fantastic when someone's been to a conference that they're automatically put in a coaching program. And maybe that coaching program is structured in a way where you're going to have three conversations with a coach or with a leader in the school. The first conversation you're going to have within the week of you getting back. So it's fresh in your head. And that's going to be about exploring what you've learned at the conference and planning out some actionable goals using that coaching questioning approach. And ideally, you'd be planning an action plan as part of that session. Then you would maybe do another coaching conversation. I would say either one or two weeks later, maximum, to go, what are the initial changes you've made to your practice as a result? Or what are the initial initiatives you've started up as a result to really capture that energy? And then potentially a third coaching session a month to two months later to really reflect on a long-term approach. Utilizing these post-conference coaching sessions can really ensure that you're delving into those strategy, that there's an accountability framework involved, but also there's a depth of understanding from what comes from these conferences and a commitment to act. 
And fifth and finally would be to run some kind of post-conference survey. Now, the post-conference survey is often done by schools, but sometimes it's done as a bit of a be-all and end-all of after the conference. You do a reflection on a survey and that's asking you to commit to some practices and that's it. This is not what I'm saying. I'm thinking you use coaching to actually drive it forward, post-conference coaching to drive the initiative forward. But you use some kind of survey to gather some data on the success of the conference and process. So this is for the school's benefit. And ideally, you'd be tracking and making a centralized log to track things like the quality of the conference. How well was the conference rated? Because that might influence whether you're going to send staff to them in the future. Especially when we consider the high turnover of staff that's often present in international schools, you might have leaders who leave. You need a a central bank so that people can learn from the experience in the past so that when a staff comes and approaches saying, I'd like to go to this conference, you can log into your system and look quickly. Have we sent people to this before? What was their experience? But also you can track things like how relevant were the workshops to you? Do you feel happy with what you chose of the workshops or would you have preferred to choose something else? Because what you can do with that is you can start tracking the effectiveness of impact after the conference and hopefully gamifying a little bit so you can start to improve your score every time someone goes to that conference, getting more and more out of the conference every time and make informed decisions about the future conference attendance and facilitate in just a general continuous improvement approach in your school. So that's five strategies for you to use. And I think if you really use these five strategies, you're going to have a much higher chance of having impact of those conferences in your schools. So first, pre-conference alignment, making sure everyone's aligned on the purpose and why we're going and what we're trying to achieve there, and hopefully aligning that with school goals. Two, engaging with those brilliant speakers post-conference, using the conference as a litmus test to find fantastic workshop leaders to come to your school and engage directly with all of your staff. Three is structured sharing sessions with a targeted approach, ideally recording videos with reflections and then allowing a post-discussion either in person or using online forums. Fourth is post-conference coaching, using a coach to really set goals with the participant and make sure that they're exploiting everything they've learned from that conference and are being held accountable and supported to move forward with the actions they agree. And finally, is utilizing some kind of post-conference survey to do some long-term tracking of success and quality of the conferences that are attended. I think with these five strategies, you've got a really great chance of creating a ripple effect of continuous learning and improvement within your whole school community. So what I'd encourage you to do now is to pick just at least one strategy discussed in this episode and start implementing in your school straight away. And what I'd really love is if you would share your experiences of implementing these approaches and how they've worked for you. Maybe you can reach out to me by email. I'd love to hear from you or connect with me on Twitter. My handle's at Leaning Shane. Send a message on Twitter. Let me know how it works for you. Or maybe you've got prior experiences to this. I'm also on LinkedIn and you can see those links in the show notes. I'd love to develop a great community of practice around this. So that's it for today's short episode. 
Global Ed Leaders is hosted and produced by me, Shane Leeming, and original music is by Guillermo Silva. If you like my show, I think you're going to love my newsletter with reflections on the latest episodes and leadership advice. And you can subscribe on my website at shaneleaning.com. And as I mentioned, if you are online, share how you get on with those five strategies. You can find me on Twitter again using at leaningshane or LinkedIn using the links in the show notes. But as ever, if we don't speak before, I'll see you here next week. Bye.